the basic concept of Lakota star knowledge is that reality begins within. So all the other concepts are built on top of that. So you have to understand that first one. This is the same concept upon which the universe and all universes are created. Reality begins within. So what this means, if you apply this to yourself, is that when you take care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, you will establish peace in your life. You'll come to peace with your past. And those four parts that I just mentioned, you're nurturing their connections to each other because they are connected to each other. And when you do this, you're going to be communicating from the center where they all connect, where the body, the mind, the emotions, and soul connect. You'll be communicating from there. This is your sacred center. And you will be communicating as an ikje wichasha, if you're a man, or an ikje wian, if you're a woman. In other words, you'll be communicating as a human and not as the color of your skin or your religion or your political affiliation or whatever. You won't be communicating as whatever your outside identity is. You'll be communicating as what your inside identity is. And that's what we all have in common, is this inside identity. So when you live this way, you took the time to know yourself to establish peace in your life. So all the difficulties that you had in your past, you come to peace with that. And when you think about them, it doesn't bother you. You've learned from them. You've made the best from them. You've come to peace with it. And this opens up other nice memories that you forgot from your past. And when you think of those memories, you feel good again. That's medicine. So it's actually giving you medicine when you live this way. And what's really important is when you live this way, you are most of the time in the present moment, in the here and now. And this is a really good place to be because this is the best place where you can solve difficulties, enjoy your blessings, and you influence your future in this way. When you're living in a healthy way like this, you're influencing your future in a healthy way. This is where you have power over your future. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. So living this way also means that you'll be able to communicate in a healthy way. And that when people communicate to you, you'll be able to handle it in a healthy way, no matter what it is. If somebody communicates to you in a healthy way, you know how to handle it. When somebody communicates to you in an unhealthy way, you know how to handle that situation too. As that person is communicating to you, you know how to adapt to it and say, is this worth it or not? Because sometimes some communication is so unhealthy, it's best to just let it go by you. Because if you say anything, it seems to cause that person to communicate more unhealthy. And so to have compassion on that person, you just don't send anything back. Because no matter what you send back to that person, it makes them feel angrier. That's really extreme. But that does happen. But sometimes you'll know when somebody communicates to you, you analyze it, and then you say, oh, wait a minute, this person misunderstood me. So then you clear it up and establish peace. But sometimes it's not that way. yeah. And sometimes it's healthy. 
fellowship is nurtured and friendship is nurtured and it's a beautiful thing. But you'll figure that out as the person is communicating to you. And you will know that it's just as important to receive as it is to give. Your lungs teach you this with every breath. You need to do both. And living this way, you'll also see the value of weaknesses, that they show you things that you wouldn't be able to see any other way. That's cool. And then you see, this is not a bad thing. Then you realize it's not a good idea to label things as good and bad, but just to accept them as they are and see what purpose can they serve in my life. And then you see, like I said, strengths and weaknesses, they need each other. And you can use them both to help you live a healthy life. So you stop labeling things as good and bad. You look at everything and take it into consideration. And then you understand that negative does not mean bad and positive does not mean good. You're going to start to learn that Lakota Star Knowledge is also teaching there's going to be at least three perspectives to everything. So then you see that negative is just a learning school. It's another perspective. It might include some difficulties, but difficulties are opportunities. You just have to examine it as best as you can from as many perspectives as possible and then learn from it. And when you do that, the emotions that came with that experience are going to leave and bring you peace, knowledge, and wisdom, which are blessings. Now you can help others. Yeah? It's beautiful. And you will see, like I said, there's going to be at least three perspectives to everything. And that it's not about which one is the good one or the bad one. It's what can I learn from this? Is this something I can enjoy? Is this something that is giving me peace? There's going to be at least three perspectives. At least three. Most of the times there's going to be more. So when you find them, learn from them, enjoy them, be at peace with them, the peace inside of you is nurtured. It stays there. This is the Lakota Star Knowledge way of living. There's no religion involved. There's no ceremonies involved. It's a way of life. It's a way to live with yourself and with nature and with others and with the universe in peace. All in peace. Then you're going to learn another concept. Like attracts like. So when you're living this way, you're going to attract somebody this way. Nature is this way. So it's not that you're going to have the same likes and the same dislikes. It's just going to be that that person knows how to live a healthy life too. And this is going to be a good foundation for a friendship. And that could lead to something even more. If you have lots of things in common or there's a physical attraction involved, it could lead to more. And it's up to both of you. If it leads to more, it's up to both of you to maintain it. But always remember that in life, things happen. Sometimes blessings happen just out of the blue. 
really nice things happen to you just out of the blue. You didn't even do anything. It just happened. That's how nature is. And sometimes not so nice things happen out of the blue. Again, you didn't do anything to deserve it. It just happened. It's not a family curse. It's not a four generations curse because that would indicate fate and Lakota Star Knowledge is not fatalistic. Lakota Star Knowledge is all about how you live your life and that life is just what you make of it. So, when these difficulties happen to you, if you're living in the present moment and living the Star Knowledge way, this is the best place to be to look at that difficulty. It doesn't overwhelm you. Maybe it scares you at first. Yeah, Maybe it shocks you at first. But then you take a step back and you examine it. Because if you're living the star knowledge concepts that I just mentioned, you're in the best position to learn from a difficulty, no matter how bad it is, no matter how angry or sad or scared it makes you feel. You're in the best position to take it on. Express those emotions without hurting anybody, including yourself. And sometimes you may need somebody to listen to you and maybe to guide you, somebody who's been through this, somebody healthy. Because sometimes people go through these experiences and they don't learn anything. They just say, yeah, just got to go out and get drunk and forget it. And that doesn't work. That, that pushes you into emotional denial. And that's going to be a time bomb. That's going to mess up your life. So it's best to face it. And like I said, if you're scared, talk to somebody wise about this, somebody you trust. Because even talking about it, that makes you feel better. Because as you're talking about it, you're releasing this energy from that experience. And then you start to learn from it. You start to examine it and make the best out of it. No matter what it is, you make the best out of it. And then you will be blessed when you do this. You will be blessed. This can happen to a relationship too. So remember, just because they're living healthy, that does not mean everything is smooth sailing after that. Nature is not that way. Things will happen out of the blue regardless of how you live. But let me tell you this, I guarantee you this 100% because I know this, that when you are living an unhealthy life and when these difficulties happen to you out of the blue, it's going to really mess you up. But when you're living healthy, yes, you will hurt, you will feel pain, but you're in a really good foundation you're in a really good standing place to take it on when you're unhealthy you have no foundation and the difficulty may remain with you for the rest of your life but if you're healthy you learn from it you adapt to it you make the best of it and it's gone and you gain knowledge wisdom and peace you have achieved the blessings from that experience. It's made you wiser. This is 
wonderful. This is nature. This is natural law. This is the foundation for Lakota star knowledge. Before we can understand the universe around us and the universe out there, we have to understand the universe inside of us. And what I just explained to you helps you to do just that. Just that very thing. So if you want to know about the stars and the universe and stuff like that, you have to understand your own inside of you because there is one inside of you. And I just got done explaining that to you. The whole universe out there functions the same way as the universe inside of you. Let me say that again. The whole universe out there in space functions the same way as the universe inside of you. So to understand that, it's best to understand what's inside of you first. That's the foundation of Lakota star knowledge. Then everything else is built upon that. Now we look at these words, mitakuya oyasin. A lot of people say it means all my relations or all my relatives, which is technically correct. Let's look at the words themselves. Mitakuya means my relatives or my relations. And that comes from the words mita and otakuya. Otakuya is relatives. And mitra is mine or mine. So you combine those two words together and you get mitakuye, my relatives, my relations. And then oyasin is one of a couple of words that means all, all of something. Mitakuye, oyasin, all my relations. And a lot of people, when they hear these words, they think just of around them. But what the complete meaning is, is that it's inside of you too. Remember what I said. The foundation of Lakota star knowledge is that reality begins within. And you've heard me talk about the self as having four parts. And those four parts are consisted of more parts. Like your physical body. Look at all the things that are inside your, your body. Your heart, your lungs, your kidney. And all that's relatives. And your soul, there's several parts to that too. Your mind, there's several parts to that as well. And your emotions, there's several of them. They're all connected to each other. They're all relatives. And when you live the way that I explained, you're nurturing all that so that you are living and learning and loving this is the purpose of our existence. So mitakwe oyasin begins within you because reality begins within. And then nature projects that around you. So when you nurture everything inside of you, that's going to help you to be at peace with everything around you. This is the complete definition of mitakwe oyasin. And another sacred symbol that we use is a medicine wheel, and it has four colors. And the Lakota star knowledge order of the colors begins at the west, then going to the north, 
then to the east, and then at the south. And those colors are black, white, yellow, red. Red at the south. Red represents life. It does not represent Indians. A lot of modern people think that these four colors represent races of people, but they don't. First of all, they represent the directions. They represent the grandfathers that established these directions. And then the color red itself, that symbolizes life. The color black symbolizes birth. Not death, but birth. Look at this. It's a circle. So it's never ending. It goes around and around and around and around and around. It's always about birth. This is why we have no word for goodbye in Lakota language. Instead, we say, until next time, which is Doksha Ake. So the medicine wheel shows us. And this medicine wheel represents many things. It can represent the four basic emotions, the four parts of the soul, the four basic stages of development, the four parts of the mind, the four groups of amakashka, that's uh, creation. It just represents many, many things. The four parts of a society, it represents a lot of things. That's why it's very sacred to us. But the colors do not represent races of people. So if anybody tells you that, that's not correct. That's a modern interpretation. It's just not even coming from native point of view. That's coming from somewhere else. We never talk like that. I'll tell you the reason why we didn't talk like that. Because mentioning people as skin colors will be focusing on their outside identity, their exterior. And that violates Lakota Star knowledge because the foundation of Lakota Star knowledge is reality begins within. There's no skin color inside. You heard me say earlier that when you live these concepts, you communicate from your sacred center. So you're not communicating as a black man or a white man or whatever. You're communicating as you, the human. So to say that the medicine will represent skin colors violates natural law. It violates the earth. It violates the sun. And it violates all Lakota virtues. And it violates your sacred center. In other words, you violate yourself when you believe these things. You dishonor yourself. You dishonor the earth and you dishonor the sun. Because Lakota Star Knowledge says in the beginning there was only one continent and humans appeared in five areas about the same time. And as they were migrating and intermingling with each other, some groups settled to the north, some groups settled to the south, and no matter where they settled, they lived there for millions of years, and then their bodies began to adapt to their environment. And this is how skin colors developed. Also the texture of the hair, the eye color, all this developed through living in that location for millions of years.
So it was all based on our position to the sun. So to say that the medicine will represent skin colors is really disrespectful to the sun. Do you see the sun's role in this? That's just the outside identity. That's beautiful, but that's not the important one. The important one is inside the sacred center. So this is why in Lakota Star Knowledge Stories, it never talks about people as skin color. It talks about humans all over the earth as ikche oyate, human beings, the common nation, because we have so many things in common. The same emotions make us feel basically the same way. When somebody falls in love, we all feel happy. <laughs> I don't think there's one person that says, Oh, no, I'm in love again. <laughs> and we all need earth, wind, fire, and water to live. And we all bleed red. Do you see? There's the common red represents life. So when you're living this healthy way that I'm explaining here, you're living the road of life. Yeah, You're walking on the road of life. In other words, you're walking on the red road. So the red road does not mean the Indian way. The red road means the road of life. The road of healthy life is what it really actually means. So, I'm teaching you here some Lakota Star Knowledge concepts that today a lot of people misunderstand because of something called duality. Duality is when a person looks at something and he sees this something in only two parts and says, which one is the good one? <laughs> he sees something and he looks at the perspectives and he he just chooses one that he likes and rejects the rest. Remember what I said earlier, Lakota Star Knowledge says that there's at least three perspectives to everything. A dualistic person looks at these three, chooses one, and rejects the other two. And he sees the situation in only two parts. Hence the word dual in duality, dualism. So what he's done is he's accepted only one-third of it. The other two-thirds he counts as one piece and just rejects it, but it's still two-thirds. It's not one-half, it's two-thirds. In his mind, he sees it as one-half, but it's not. It's two-thirds. So you see, he only accepts 33% of reality. That includes emotions. He only accepts a third of it. That means two-thirds of all the experiences of his life, two-thirds of the emotions of all those experiences are trapped inside of him. And the more he lives this way, the more close-minded he becomes and the less peace he has. He's got chaos inside of him. He doesn't know himself. 
when he meets something or someone for the first time, he judges it right away. If he likes it, he says it's good. If he doesn't, he says it's bad, it's evil. He must change it. He must control it. He must oppress it. He must destroy it. That's what duality brings. Oppression and victimization. It makes people into oppressors and or victims. And this is where they try to just do things that they like. So in other words, when they run into difficulties, they reject it, they deny it, they hide from it, they say it doesn't exist. Or they say it's the enemy. So they stay away from it. And they do whatever they can to stay away from it. Even to the point of developing belief systems, like religion, that's man-made, to dwell in one emotion. And all that is rejecting at least 67% of reality. So, look at all that emotion that gets trapped inside of them. And because of that, they cannot develop emotionally. Because all those emotions are trapped inside of them. They're denying they're there. But they are. They've trapped themselves. And before you can develop spiritually, you have to develop emotionally. They go hand in hand. So if a person is living this way, he's not developing emotionally, which means he's not developing spiritually. I'll say that one more time, just to make sure. When a person lives this dualistic way, they are not developing emotionally, which means they cannot develop spiritually either. And this is going to affect them mentally. It's going to make them mentally ill in many cases. In most cases, it's just going to kind of like close their minds. And then they get physically sick. This is where your psychosomatic illnesses come from. This is how they develop. Your body will get physically sick. Do you see? The body, the mind, the emotions, and the soul are all connected. So if you neglect one part, eventually the other three parts are going to go down too. When you focus on only one part, again, the other three are going to suffer because they're being neglected. Again, if you only focus on one thing, the other parts are going to get neglected and you still get sick. So dualistic people, they'll create a belief system where happiness, eternal happiness, is the main goal. See? To just stay in one emotion. Remember what I said earlier, emotions are... Really, they're just part of an experience. They're part of a learning experience. If you're healthy and you're making the best of it, emotions will leave and bring you peace, knowledge, and wisdom. But dualistic people, they force a certain emotion to stay. And when they do that, they don't develop. They try to hide from fear, pain, sadness, Anger. They try to hide from those and, and say those are bad things to feel. So do this and you'll be happy all the time. That's what they, they promise their 
their people. That's how they get people to to join them, because it's nice to be happy. Feels good. They say if you follow our way, you'll be happy forever. That's addiction. And this does not allow you to develop emotionally because you're rejecting other emotions. Those emotions are not going away. They're staying inside your body until you deal with them. And dualistic people don't. They try to deny it. They cover it. They say it doesn't exist. They hide from it. They call it bad. And they get sick from it. That is addiction. So anything they disagree with, they say it's wrong. They say it's bad. They say it's evil. It must be destroyed. If it will not join us, that means it's against us. Therefore, it must be destroyed. Can you imagine all the religions, including Christianity, that are built upon this very ideology? Even governments are built on this. This is basically the policy America has against American Indians. <laughs> so that's where religion comes into play. It's where racism comes into play. Ethnocentrism. Paternalism. Dogma. Ethnocentrism, for those of you that don't know, is when people judge others other cultures based on their own, which means that they think their own culture is better than others. Paternalism is when people say, well, if you just do it my way, everything will go right because I am smarter than you and I know more than you, so just do it my way and it will all go right. That's paternalism. That's saying that just because people disagree with you that they must be dumb. That's paternalism. And we all know what racism is. We all know what religion is. Dogma which actually is a part of religion, is saying that our way is the only way. And if you try to do it another way, you are evil. You're from the devil. You believe in the devil. See, they created these concepts of heaven and hell and God and Satan to control others, to oppress others who disagree with them. And using emotion as part of that by saying, don't you miss your, your relatives who died? Well, you can be with them again if you, if you join us. Because our God says that after, after we die, we go to a place of eternal happiness. See, that's a promise that uh, has no foundation, but it appeals to emotion. It goes for people who are very weak, people who are going through difficult times. It attacks them and says, come with us. We love you. We accept you for who you are and be with us and you, you'll find family. We'll be your family. And lonely people, this is exactly what they desire. So they jump for it. And next thing you know, they're part of a religion, they're part of a cult or they're a terrorist or whatever. They all function on the same frequency. And then their religion might say, only eat these things and that will help you to live a good life. Only drink these things. And then depending on what religion it is, they congregate frequently, whether it's daily or weekly, to have thoughts 
ingrained into them by a speaker. In other words, people like this are looking for everything out there to fill a hole inside of them. They're looking for it out there. Lakota Star Knowledge says, that's no foundation. The foundation is within you. Because reality begins within. So if you have a hole in your life, it's not going to be filled from something out there. You have to rebuild it from within you. And you don't have to do it alone. Other healthy people can guide you. They can listen to you. They might see things you don't see. They can guide you to it. But you're the one doing the work because it's your hole and you have to fill it. But they can guide you to doing that. That's how you build your foundation. This is how you battle with loneliness, brokenheartedness. You have to heal from within because reality begins within. But what duality does, it says, oh, we have the cure. Yeah? So they promise you these things and then they they start to work on your mind. They deprive you of things that you need. They say, don't eat this. Don't drink that. They say, hey, that way of thinking, that's evil. That's not the same thing we believe, so that means it comes from someplace evil. And the ceremonies that those people are doing, that conflicts with ours, so that means their ceremonies come from the devil. And the more they say this, the more it works on you. And they keep promising you happiness if you follow them. So they're depriving you of things to get your mind to become weak. They are depriving you of emotional development. That automatically deprives you of spiritual development. They're telling you, only eat this, only eat that. So they're depriving you of healthy foods that you need. That weakens your mind. This is what happened to us on reservations. This is the method that cult leaders, religions, terrorist organizations, this is the method they use on their new recruits to control them, to brainwash them. In the late 1800s and early 1900s was the beginning of the reservation time in America and the reserve time in Canada. And this is what happened to us. And and these reservations were like prison camps. And we couldn't leave. We were not allowed to have weapons, so that meant we couldn't hunt. We were deprived of the foods that made us physically strong. We were told not to speak our language and not to do our ceremonies. Then the churches came to the reservations. Remember, we can't leave them. They're like prisons. And the churches, the priests, they learned our stories. They even learned our languages. And they said that our belief systems conflict with the Bible. Therefore, our belief systems come from Satan. By this time, our, because we're deprived of things that our bodies need, we're hurting emotionally and spiritually, we became weak-minded and began to accept what these priests were saying. Like I said, this is the same method that cults and terrorists use on their new recruits. So, 
the Indians in the early 1900s became strong Christians. They threw down their Indian ways and they they became Christian. There were some who refused. They were sent to a mental asylum in Canton, South Dakota to die. The priest told the government agents in charge of the reservation, they said that these Indians that don't want to uh, go to church, they're crazy. So the Indian agent, who's a, a white guy from Washington, D.C., who's sent there to run the reservation, since we couldn't speak English, he would then send these radical Indians to this mental institution. There was just one in America that served all Indians in America. So any Indian who refused to become a Christian, or if there were holy men or holy women, medicine men, medicine women, they were sent there too. This way, the other Indians on the reservation have no one to go to for their medicinal needs or spiritual needs. So all the healers were sent to this mental institution to die. The priests said that their work is from the devil. So we need to get rid of them. We cannot have them influencing the people away from God. Their God. That's a man-made concept, as I said earlier. So that's how it was at the beginning of the reservation time period. And then children born from that time were born into strong Christian households. We're talking 1930s now. Those are the elders of today. They are not the connection to the ancient past. There is a connection to the time when reservations were extremely dualistic. In other words, Christian. Then the government set up these boarding schools to take children hundreds of miles away from their families, and all they faced was abuse. They were murdered, they were tortured, they were humiliated, intimidated daily by the teachers and any adult people at these schools. They were molested, they were raped. There's a lot of unmarked graves around these schools. All they saw was abuse. They couldn't even talk about home. They were tortured if they were. So those that made it out, they really didn't survive. They made it out, but they did not survive because they still have post-traumatic stress disorder. And they never learned the proper parenting skills because they were told that their parents died. So they stayed at these schools all year round. So when they grow up and have children, they don't know how to be healthy parents because they never received healthy parenting themselves. They tried their best. But what resulted was dualistic children. And they didn't want their children to go through what they went through. So they didn't teach them their language. They didn't teach them their culture or stories. And if there were stories, they dualized them. They put in the element of good and evil. But that's not the original story. That's the Christian tainted version of the story, of what they told to their children. So here we are, several generations later, 
And this is the reason why most Indians don't know Lakota Star knowledge. They don't know their language. All they know is dualistic versions of it. But they don't know the true form. And they believe in good versus evil. They oppress anybody they disagree with. This is something they learned from the boarding schools. This is a legacy of the boarding schools. So that's how the situation is today on reservations. We're always attacking each other. We're always putting each other down. People don't even support one another unless it's their own relative. But even then, families go against each other. We're not like our ancestors today. We're absolutely not like our ancestors. So much knowledge is still here, but most don't want to hear it because they're Christian. Remember what I said? The priests in the early 1900s said that our stories conflict with the Bible. Therefore, that means they come from Satan. So what I say on this show, most Indians today disagree with. But that, that's okay. It has to be said. Because there might be one Indian who will believe it. And that's worth it to me. In the early 1900s, there were Indians who still lived the Lakota Star Knowledge way on the inside. But they didn't want to get sent to that mental asylum. Remember, mental asylums in the 1900s are cruel places. They did really wicked things to people. So like I said, some Indians still live the Lakota Star Knowledge way, but inside of themselves. But they didn't want to get labeled as a radical, so they pretended. On the outside of themselves, they put on the mask of Christianity. But they didn't believe it. They went to church every Sunday, sat down, stood up, kneeled down, Hail Mother of Mary this, and may the Lord be with you that, and all that kind of thing. And making the stations of the cross, getting up and going out, and just waiting to get home to say, whew, got that part done. Thanks to people like that, the star knowledge stayed. And was handed to people like me. So like I said, because of the story that I just explained to you, which is a true story, most Lakota people will not agree with what I say. And that's okay with me. Because one might. And that's worth it to me. That means it continues. This is the secrets of the universe. This is the foundation to the universe. Which is also the foundation to you. It's about a way to live with yourself, with each other, with everything. And to learn from when things go rugged. Because they will. Things will go rugged from time to time. That's just the way nature is. So that's why it's important to live and to learn from those difficult times so that you continue to live and continue to love. So learning is crucial. We're always learning in our lives. It's, that's crucial to our existence. It's crucial to our peace. And this is how we live as the ancestors. 
as ikche oyate, as human beings, not as Lakota, not as German, not as Japanese, not as African, but as humans, because we have that in common. That is our inheritance from our ancestors. And when we live this way, this is what we will pass on to our descendants. So they can look back at us and and say, thank you for keeping this for us. So they can have peace too. Do you see what I mean? So living in the present moment shows appreciation to the ancestors and gives promise to the descendants. That's beautiful. The circle of life. Yeah? So that's the foundation, which is, it's about living in peace. It's about living. It's about love. Yeah? It's about learning. And it's focusing on what's inside of you. And then, you know, another thing is when you do this, when you live this way, you're going to find your talents. This is how you're going to find your talents if you don't know them already. And then that's your way of blessing everybody. Using your talents is a way of blessing everybody. So, anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. And thank you for putting up with my my intro here. I hope you enjoyed it. I sure did. Hey. <laughs>